Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. This episode, we are going to be talking to you about some listener feedback that we received. We've also got uh, an article to discuss uh, regarding the actors who most consistently appear in terrible movies. That was on Vox.com. And then we're going to discuss the summer movie wager and a summer movie preview. Mm-hmm. But before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you're going to write to us. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all previous 163 plus bonus episodes with full show notes so you can skip over the spoiler, Terry, and other things you don't want to hear. Uh, Amazon at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Shop there. Part of the money that you spend on Amazon will come to us so we can make our show and network even better. And then finally... Go to MidwestGameNerds.com and check out the support store to pick up your Midwest Game Nerds and Film Nerds apparel and uh, or donate to the show if you'd rather do that. Yeah. So, with all of that out of the way, we've got some listener feedback. These people... Oh, I should also say, uh, uh, this past Frame Friday mm. uh, was a contested one. Yeah. We had to get technical on some people. Mm. We only let... Uh, I I only let, let one guess. Yeah. If you if you wanted to guess past it, because because this is one the 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 winner stated it was conquest for the planet of the apes mm-hmm. and not battle. Yes. Which is what was first suggested, but I think because I should have stipulated beforehand only one guess. I did stipulate full title, please. Right. So if I'm, anybody just said planet of the apes, they would have been wrong. Yes. Yep. But. Battle for the Planet of the Apes was also wrong. Yes. And I just want to say that I'm happy that I was the one that tricked David Steele. There you I go. Got, sorry, David. <laughs> Better luck next week. But, Not on uh, my watch. Congratulations. My watch. Congratulations to you who, who won it this week. Uh, check out Frame Friday on our Facebook and Instagram. We also do uh, uh, Trivia Tuesday. I just posted Trivia Tuesday for this week, and I like it. I think it's a good one. Anyway. On to our actual listener feedback. These people wrote into feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Guys, we have an important distinction this week. Uh-huh. Mm. And that we received our first piece of negative feedback. Ooh. Yeah. But All it's right. a good one. It's okay. not like it's not like you guys are dicks. Right. Stop, oh, man, I was kind of hoping that's what I was going to be. Stop, uh, <laughs> stop circle jerking. No. Like you're the worst. Uh, this one came in from, from Tom. And it says, hey, guys, this is my first time feeding back. I just listened to your 10 Cloverfield Lane episode, and I was disappointed in your review. It seems like you based your whole analysis on the original Cloverfield movie. Mm. The tension was so palpable throughout the whole movie that I forgot there were supposed to be aliens in it. Obviously, this movie would have to, uh, would have made zero money without the Cloverfield in the title. I can live with that since the film shouldn't be judged by its title. As far as the plot holes or drop stories go, I'm completely fine with it. It doesn't add an extra 15 minutes uh, runtime to the runtime uh, to the exposition of how all the things happened. Since the movie is primarily from Michelle's point of view, those small subplots don't even matter. 
She learns some evidence that Howard is a lunatic and that she has to get the hell out of there, which reflects her fight-or-flight personality. And rather than spending time trying to get to the bottom of the earring subplot, she builds a badass hazmat suit instead. I have more to say, but overall, you guys gave this movie too much undeserved crap. I respect the MFN opinion, and I hope a rewatch of this movie will help change your mind. Signed, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I just want to say, I agree with Tom. I do too. <laughs> I do too. And here's the thing: I first read his email. I, I, I was I, not with you guys, though. I just agreed that I really liked the movie. Like, yeah. or, yeah, not like mm. saying like you guys are. So, well, yeah, okay. You know I want I want to parse this out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I first I first read this email and I was disappointed because to me that basically told me that my voice was not heard in that episode because I really enjoyed that movie a lot, and it made me sad Tim wasn't there because I knew that he enjoyed it a lot as well. So, number one, I apologize for that. To Tom, to yeah. you alone. Um, but at the same time, I went back and listened to that whole review. And I don't think you can dismiss the arguments that both Nick and Willie brought forward based on the fact that it's a Cloverfield movie. I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you name a movie 10 Cloverfield Lane, you are inviting comparisons and other sorts of thought on the fact that it's a cloverfield movie so i think there's still some discussion to be had there sure yeah and i think i want to say i I do think that uh i don't think it was overly harsh on the movie in general i i do think that um i was pretty open about the fact that i have a weird soft spot for cloverfield for the original cloverfield movie yeah and that that was kind of i think i was pretty upfront about the fact that i realized that that was going to taint my you know view of i fully admit i that does taint my view of it for sure but yeah and uh, you know it's i can't even like i think you and nick voiced a lot of concerns over the third act of the movie mm. yeah and i think a lot of them are legitimate and when you have a third act of a movie that does something as radical as that movie does mm-hmm. it's bound to be divisive it's going to work for some people and it doesn't work for others and and i think I think that's uh, I think that's fair, and it's know? weird because I've had like I, there's been weirder like final real shifts in movies yeah. that I've been like totally accepting of. So I don't know. It's weird. It's strange. It's it's a. I think it's an interesting movie. I think if we revisit it later on down the road, I would hope that I think you Willie would would find a little like now that. The blow has been softened as to what the mystery of that movie is. I think you would watch it and kind of be like, you know what? I might. I think yeah. it's. I think it's okay. I was not planning on rewatching it, but Tom, I will rewatch the movie. At some, we'll give it some at time. some point for you. We'll give it some time. Yeah. I will. I will rewatch it at some point for you. I'm sad Nick's not here to kind of talk to his thoughts a little bit more. He he. I mean. There was a lot about the movie that he didn't like, and and it didn't just stem from the fact that it was a Cloverfield movie. I think my my issues are the ones that stem from the fact that it was. I think I had the bigger problem with that. I like I haven't listened to the episode since we recorded it, but I think I mean I I think, but I think you had more. Like I think what you had to say applied beyond that. Like I don't. Mm. I think I think it could have gotten mired down in the idea that it's a Cloverfield movie. But I don't. I still think the concerns that you brought up were still legitimate. Like it, it wasn't yeah. just judging a book by its cover. Sure. It wasn't judging the movie by a title. I think the movie has some problems, and I think it's okay to talk about those. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I do think I was real. I'll say it even off off of here. I was disappointed when we were done with that review. I was sad because I didn't. 
I didn't think it necessarily deserved everything that we put on it. Mm. And I wish that I was able to carry my love of it, love of it out a little bit more. But I also held it back a bit because I didn't want to be the guy that's like, oh, my God, I love Dan Trachtenberg. This movie's amazing. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, I apologize. Just real quick, too. I yeah. Just wanted, um, there was a, and um, there's an article. Um, I sent it to Alex. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I wanted to bring it up if Tom hadn't read it. It's on The Verge. It's titled um, The 10 Cloverfield Lane Backlash is Missing the Point is the title of it by Tasha Rob- Robinson. I hate that title. By the way. I title. hate that title. It's dismissive. and uh, But the article, it's an essay um, kind of dealing with um, um, the theme of abuse that kind of runs throughout, yeah. especially with the main character. And it's a, it's a fantastic article and kind of crystallizes everything I thought yeah. um, during the movie in a really well done way. So if you haven't read it, Tom, it's on The Verge dot com it's by tasha robinson and it's called yeah the 10 clover field lane backlash is missing the point so Absolutely. i think he'd enjoy it if he hasn't read it yet check it out or anybody yeah anybody else who wants to read more on 10 clover field lane uh please do that so on to the next piece of feedback we got one from the official scorekeeper of the midwest film Nerds podcast youp uh hey guys great discussion last episode about binge watching and how it affects your enjoyment of tv shows I agree that the Netflix Marvel shows are three episodes too long and that it's up to the creators of the shows to make the story interesting for both kinds of viewers. Uh, both kinds of viewers meaning people who binge it all and people who go week to week or day to day or however they would do that. Uh, there are some shows that do this pretty well. Master of None, for example, is a show that I watched in two nights and I enjoyed it very much. When I watched it again with my girlfriend a month later, we took the time to think about each episode. Both have their advantages and downsides, but when a show is well constructed, it can work for... Uh, it can then it can both work. I agree. Master of None's a great show. I could see it working on both levels. I, I, I kind of watched it a little more slowly than I did Daredevil, and I think it. I think anything. I think we're basically going to say anything benefits from that. But um, I don't know. Let me go on with the rest of Yoop's email. He said another example of this is the work of Charles Dickens. It's really classing up the joint here. Most of his novels were published in monthly or weekly installments. So for the time it only uh so for some time the only way readers could experience Oliver Twist was to wait for the next installment in the newspaper. When he was done with the story where the uh story they published story they were published in a novel form. I'm sorry, I'm having a terrible time reading this. And readers could binge read them. Nowadays, people read his book as, as fast as they want, and it would be interesting to read them one chapter at a time. Hopefully, there are not too many twists in Oliver Twists, he says with a <laughs> smiley face, and I approve of the pun. Uh, <laughs> I want to beat Willie this year, so when is the summer movie wager going to happen? As always, keep up the good work. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that more in a bit, the summer movie wager, I mean. Any thoughts on binge-watching and the Oliver Twist and Charles Dickens uh, stuff? Um, no, I think that's uh, that's an interesting point to compare it to the way that I mean, even uh, even beyond Dickens, after Dickens, rather, I mean, like Stephen King, most of his, a lot of his stories were published in mm-hmm. in chapters uh, in various magazines and journals and whatnot. Um, or really, actually, look at it from, like, a, like, look at Harry Potter. Yeah. So there was a time when, if you were a fan of Harry, the Harry Potter books, when they were really hitting their stride a couple books in, where you would have to wait years to hear the next part of the story. A Game and of I, Thrones fans. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> well, tune into the show because that's you'll see your ending on the show. Now, um, you know, but now 
you could read them all like like I mean you could uh, not in one sitting obviously but you could sit down and really plow through them so it, I think that there's a lot of things that that's, that this binge versus uh, what's the what's the is there a term for long not, exposure is, I don't know. Is that, yeah what's yeah. the term for not binging I don't know normal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think I think it's I think what it comes down to is. It's going to depend person to person. Right. Uh, like yeah, whatever amount of time you need to unpack the stuff. I mean, uh, the thing is, there's going to be people that watch this in a couple sittings that don't want to sit there and dissect everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, they're not really going to see a difference either way. If they wait week to week, just kind of be like, oh, what's going to happen next? And if I wait a week or if they just watch it all in one go. However, for people like us. I think I would benefit from watching an episode and then being like, all right, let me think about what's kind of happened in this. Like, I'm the kind of guy who listens to uh, a cast of Kings and those other, like those podcasts to kind of like digest a little bit more of these week to week shows that I, Mm -hmm. that I listen to. And I think it would benefit me to wait in between episodes, but at the same time, you know. I think the detriment of binge watching just all comes down to who is right. who is doing it. Yeah, my my current strategy is binge watch if I really really like it, like if it's something I'm really into, or it's a Netflix show because you just it's there for you. Yeah. Um, I binge watch and then I usually wait a few months and I'll watch them slower. Yeah, that just seems to be what I I don't know why I do it that way, but yeah. um, that's my current strategy. Yeah. So I could reverse it at some point. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, the problem for me is I'm I'm I'm. I'm a mess in terms of I can't stop doing that. You know, like if it's like like when Iron Fist comes out, it's going to be a problem. Like I'm not going to do anything right. that weekend. Like I just I already I can already tell you <laughs> we're we're over a year out from that probably happening, yeah. and I can tell you right now I won't leave the couch until I'm done. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> it might hurt my enjoyment of the series. Let I me can't. know. Just let me know. I'll, we'll come over. I'll take you to the dinner. Okay. Something. Get, get some lunch. Yeah, we can help right. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't approve of this. I might need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. That's All right. a problem. Someone made a good point too, real quick. It, it depends on the show you watch too, because like documentary now yeah. is actually like. I don't know, like 30 minutes less than Batman versus Superman, like all together. So use your time wisely. Yeah. Watch, watch that instead. <laughs> I still need to watch documentary. It's now. fantastic. I'm really excited yeah. to do so. It's on Netflix now, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah all six episodes. All right. Um, so thanks you for that. We'll talk more about the summer movie wager in a little bit. Uh, the final piece of email comes in from my brother, John host of the Midwest game nerds podcast. John Morrell, John Morrell, uh, um, former, former too fast crew member. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, current <laughs> too fast crew member. Yeah. The, this is, this is the crew our, hasn't disbanded. This is our, like our, our Tokyo drift fast four period. Yeah, well, we haven't yeah. reunited yet. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. I'm yeah. sure we need, we need, uh, Justin Lynn to show up and, and bring us <laughs> bring, all together. Bring the crew back. Uh, John says, Hey guys, uh, this is also on the topic of, of binging and, uh, something else that we brought up last week. Uh, the, uh, slate had an article back in 2012 and breaking bad had its huge binge upswing about how binge watching TV, uh, TV shows essentially ruins the effect that cliffhangers have and how episodes have their own individual integrity that should uh, be allowed time to process. Uh, this is the, the article is on slate.com. It is titled stop binge watching TV. (laughs) So we can, we know how they feel about it. Uh, John goes on to say there are a few other random articles on the topic. I think three or four more from the, from Slate specifically. I also recall hearing an NPR show talk about it. 
which is what led me to dig up the Slate article back in 2012. Could have been a radio lab or just a segment on all things considered. Uh, John also talked about Daredevil saying, yes, I like season two of Daredevil more than the first. Uh, I called him out during the podcast, I, I, apparently. Um, uh, I thought the first season was one of the best crime dramas I'd ever seen, but I feel that season two treats the whole superhero show aspect much better than season one. The last episode of season one felt so cheesy, which I think is something that we brought up uh, back when we talked about it. Uh, felt so cheesy to me once Matt donned the whole out, uh, costume. Uh, after having spent 12 op- episodes watching him in the dark stealth ninja type, I felt like throwing huge spotlight on the costume, literally and figuratively, really removed me from being so immersed in the grittiness. Maybe that's just the MCU's way of being like, ta-da, costume, because they really liked the way things went that time around or whatever. I just feel like in season two, they were able to bring back a similar grittiness and make the show kind of return to the same dark and moody feel. I don't know if I'm intelligent enough or not of a wordsmith to convey the way that I feel about any of this. So hopefully you guys kind of get where I'm coming from. If not, I'm willing to discuss further. Moving along. The cloudy stranger is when you wake up after a night of heavy substance abuse and your vision is super blurred because you can barely open your eyes to faintly see the man bear pig you brought home from the bar. The cloudy stranger. Yeah, so we asked what we asked everybody to write in what the cloudy stranger was. Apparently John's the only one that got the memo. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he said, P.S. I think Hardcore Henry is the fir- perfect opportunity for film nerds, game nerds, crossover episodes. That is all much love. Thanks, John, for writing in. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think uh, John and Brian might be going to see Hardcore Henry. I might join them to do it. I, I, I real quick on that subject on the on the crossover. Yeah, I've always and I don't think I've ever actually vocalized this. Dreamt of a crossover where we have to, <laughs> where we find a really good movie that they have to watch, and then a really shitty video game and adaptation we that play. we have to play. <laughs> <laughs> And then vice versa, where we play a really good video game, like, and then they watch a really shitty movie it's based on, or that, that I'm sorry, that's based on that game. So, yeah, I think uh, that's always been my dream. How quickly can I program a past word adventure? <laughs> Probably not pretty quick, quickly. Not quick enough. <laughs> if, if it doesn't exist, not quick enough. <laughs> well, that's a great idea. I'm sure as soon as John hears this, he's going to be texting me and being like, all right, yeah, we need to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I, and, and I think that each group should pick for the opposite group. Like, so what, like, is ours going to be like, like uh, uh, we're probably going to do Chronicles of Riddick, Dark Athena. Well, no. So here's the... Here's the, okay, or so the, the, the Butcher, whatever, Butcher Bay. Butcher. No, that's too yeah. good. That's too good. Well, no. That, that would be the game. The, the game would that, be good. Yes. So yeah. they would pick that game and then, I don't know, whatever. We've that, already talked about Chronicles of Riddick. That's so. my thought, though, is that... The, so so uh, video games, especially older ones based on movies, are, are generally considered pretty bad. Yeah. Um, they're they're usually just tie-ins that are thrown out there at the last. There's minute. a new Doom game coming out next month. What? I've never seen Doom. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I like Doom a lot. Um, you have a poster up at your desk. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I drew it for Tim. Him. Drew me a, a do- <laughs> trim. D- trim. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Tim drew me a Doom poster. That's, that's beautiful. On my desk. Um, I think you need to post a picture of that on the Instagram tomorrow. Okay. Please do. Yeah, yeah. You guys will really like it. It's really neat. <laughs> it's a character poster. Yeah, it's a character poster. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun for us to pick a, um, a really like a movie that we know 
I'm sorry, we, uh, pick a game that we know we'll like to play and then force those guys to watch that movie. Okay. Like, watch this piece of trash. Okay. Because movies based on video games are also notoriously bad. Yeah. These, the, cross, the crossovers have not worked out great for uh, the industries as a whole. So I think it'd be fun to, to do something like That'd that. That'd be great. They can pick something shitty for us to play. We'll pick something shitty for them to watch. And then we'll... we'll if, if the audience has any pairings they can think of... It'd be great, yeah. Then please let us know. I'm I mean, I'm already thinking of something. I can so. I can stew up a few too, but we'll see what people come up with and also yeah. what uh what John thinks of the idea. So I'm all, I'm already thinking. All right. Um on that note, thanks everybody for writing in. Feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com is where you can do that. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. And I'm serious when I say Tom, thanks for Oh, absolutely. Thanks for that feedback. 100%. Sorry, I ate a lot of chili. So I'm, I'm <laughs> It's going to be burping a lot. Burping a lot. But uh, <laughs> no, I I invite people that have conflicting feelings with what we said to talk to us about. Yes, it. that's yeah. like having a good conversation about things. Yeah, I, I I'm I, this is weird. It's, I mean, it's I guess it's good and also not good. That this is the first piece I think of like constructive criticism feedback that yeah. I think we've received. Yeah, certainly in a long time. So no, I think it's good. I like yeah, that. That's, I agree. Thank you, Tom. All right, so next up, I've got uh, an article here published on Vox called The Actors and Actresses Who Most Consistently Appear in Terrible <laughs> Movies. Uh, basically, they made their ranking off of three criterion, criteria. 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 Uh, the actor actress must have performed in at least 10 films. Writing, directing, and producing credits were omitted. At least one of these films has to have grossed at least $30 million or more at the box office, but this is adjusted for inflation. And then at least one of the films had to be within the past five years. They only wanted semi-active performers. So basically, they, it comes down to two infographics. They did the actors and the actresses in separate infographics. Are we guessing? Uh, I want to I hear what your guys' guesses are for like the worst actors who appear in the worst. How many of each are there? There are ten of each. Okay. Uh, Nick so. Cage. Adam Sandler. Wait, 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 wait. All right, all right. Keep going. I just want I want to have the countdown. If uh, or no, excuse me. There's 15 of each. Oh my god! So Jeez. yeah, Nick Cage and and yeah, Adam uh, Nick Cage, Adam Sandler. All right, who else? Um, Sam Jackson could be on there. Um, let's see, actor wise, who else? Who the Seagal? No, he had to gross. At He's never grossed thirty million. The, million right? Not in the last. Not in the, <laughs> under siege. Not the, under siege. Yeah, but is it in, in, in a certain time frame or just entire career? No, oh. entire career. So y'all could be on there. So could Van Dam. Yeah, because I know they've been in something that's Stallone. made that much. Stallone. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Um, we got to do actresses too, right? Oh, actresses. Uh, Catherine Heigl. Well, wait, wait on the actresses. Okay. Okay. Um. Any other what, ideas? What was Anakin Skywalker's name? Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. He's been in some. Crash. Has he been in ten movies? Good <laughs> point. <laughs> um, all right, all right. All right. All right yeah. So you guys called like four of them. Okay. Uh, let's start with number fifteen. So by 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 the structure of this list, this is the person who. Uh, and I should say they averaged the Metacritic of all of this person's movies together. Okay. So that's how they came up with this ranking, basically. So this is the person who is the best out, out of, of the worst. 15 best of the worst. worst. Yeah, okay. Number 15 is Nick Cage. Okay. He's got 40% negative reviews, which is like 50 and below. 35% mixed reviews, which is like 50 to uh, 70. And then 
25% positive reviews. That's honestly a pretty good summation of his career. So right now, I know. He's, he's got an average Metacritic score of 47. So, yeah. excuse me, it's 0 to 39 is negative, 40 to 60 is mixed, and then positive is 61 to 100. Uh, overall average for everybody, men and women, is 54 out of 100 for okay. all these people. Okay. Um, number 14, Josh Hartnett. Mm. Interesting. He's got a 47 with Nick Cage. However, he has a little bit more in the mixed and a little bit less in the uh, negative and positive. So somehow, I guess they decided that angles him out to be above Nick Cage. Plus, he's know. not Nick Cage. Yeah, that too. Number 13, <laughs> Christian Slater with a 46. <laughs> Number 12 is Sylvester Stallone okay. with a 46 as well. Number 11, Vince Vaughn. With a 46. Ooh. Number 10 is Jason Statham mm-hmm. with a 45. We've got uh, Charlie Sheen at number 9 with 45. <laughs> Good old Jerry Butler is at number 8 with a 44. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Yes, I'm so glad he's on there. Is at a number 7 with 44. Star of Takers. <laughs> yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. Got 42. He's at number six. Yeah. He's made a lot of director video stuff. Yeah. Taylor Lautner, one of three people on this list with only negative or mixed reviews, has an average 39 on Metacritic. He's number five. Kevin James okay. is number four. <laughs> I almost said Kevin James, but I'm like, has he been in 10 feature films at this point? Like, I'm yeah, sure he's he in has. Sandler's all he's of got Sandler. two Paul Blarts. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, that's true. All right. So uh, Kevin James had a 38. He's at number four. Number three is Ashton Kutcher, the second person with all negative and mixed reviews. Uh, For his entire career. For his entire career. Man. In terms of movies. No. Come on. Ashton's been in something. Ashton Kutcher's good, never right? been in a movie that's gotten like. Not even dude where's my car. Nothing. But butterfly you, you, effect. Okay, so you have to understand. <laughs> I like that movie. This I is, kinda like butterfly effect. This yeah. is an average of an I average. Know no, no, this. no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, so when they're looking at the negative, mixed, and positive, the the slot, the things that they're slotting into these categories are those Metacritic averages. So okay. he's never been in a movie that's had an, a Metacritic above a 61. That's unbelievable. To me. <laughs> So no, wait, 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 wait. Go back yet. to Stallone for a second, All right. real quick. How many is, uh, where was he at with this negative Stallone's positive? got 24 positive. He's okay, 24% okay. positive. All right. I just want to make sure, because I'm not liking this. That's right why now. he's towards the bottom of the list. I don't list. even like Ashton Kutcher. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't even like that. I know, but then like when I think about it, I'm like, when I start to stick up for him, I'm like, dude, where's my car? Butterfly, butterfly, <laughs> like, does that. Uh, yeah, that's the I don't have the much crowd. crowd to stand yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> the other jobs movie? I'm not arguing this anymore. You're right. <laughs> All right. He was in spread. Number two is Adam Sandler. Okay. He's oh, got somewhere. a 36. He's got 8% positive movies. All right. Okay. Number one. Who do you guys think number one is after I've said all of these people? Wow. So everybody that we we guessed is already on there. Well, not Schwarzenegger, but I don't think he. I don't think it's Schwarzenegger. He's. I think he's probably got better turnaround than Stallone does. Mm-hmm. Overall. Mm-hmm. Willis uh, Bruce Willis. That's what I was thinking. Ooh, it could is be it Bruce? Bruce. It is not Bruce Willis. Okay. Oh man. Number one is Rob Schneider. Wow. Okay. The first person on the list with all negative and mixed reviews. So he's got 69% negative and 31% mixed reviews with an average score of 30% on Metacritic. Now, were these all starring? 
I no, 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 no. This, this is in. all of the movies that they Well, in. so he's got most of Sandler movies, right? Did yeah. he have a positive on there? No. So Big Daddy wasn't positive? I would have thought like if that, that would have been one of Sandler's 8%. Would have been like Big Daddy and yeah. then Wedding Singer. Let's take and, a like, look. That's it. This this article was published yesterday, so it's not even like things have like changed. Yeah, so I I like yeah, Big Daddy. If if we're just kind of movies they're in, Big Daddy seems fair. Of Sandler's movies, Big Daddy's got a forty one on Metacritic. Let's look what look at what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. So Metacritic Metacritic hasn't even like you can you'd have to go on Metacritic to take a look at how they yeah calculate their stuff because it's even more contrived than Rotten Tomatoes. I just like arguing all this. I like arguing. I like sticking up for Rob Schneider. Yeah. Um, I I like the first Juice Bigelow. Big Daddy on Rotten Tomatoes has a forty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. That's a sweet movie. Yeah, out of the Sandler movies, I would. It's one of the better movies. That was one of his, one of his last hurrahs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Maybe was. that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So anyway, that's all of the actors on their okay. list. All right. Um. Actresses. So you, uh, you said you said Catherine uh, Hyde. Hundred. She's got to be on the list. All right. Let's hear the rest. What else do you think? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's probably on there. Um, Kristen, San- Kristen Bell. Sandy Bullock. Sandy Bullock. Uh, uh, hold. Charlize on. has pretty good taste. I was gonna, yeah, she I think she's head. probably she's not on there. No. Um, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she could be on there. She's made some garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you're mostly the Sandler ones. Nicole Kidman, maybe. <laughs> okay. She's, I'm, uh, she'd you be on the lower end. You guys are whiffing it. <laughs> um, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz? Yeah. yeah. She's got to be. No reaction from Alex. So uh, Tara Reid would be oh, a good one. <laughs> Brittany Murphy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. else has been in Ashton Kutcher movies? R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Star of Cherry Falls. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you guys have um, gotten two. Okay. That's it? Yeah. I think it's about whipping it. We were kicking Whiffing. ass. Whiffing. Whiffing. Oh, whiffing it. Whiffing it. Whiffing. Okay. Whiffing it. <laughs> Who starred in Whip It? Oh, that was produced by Drew Barrymore. Ellen Page. No, she's probably fine. Nah, she's um, cool. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been in some crap. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Number 15 with a 49 average score. By the way, there's only one person on this list with all negative and mixed reviews. Okay. So, okay. Uh, number 15 is Halle Berry. Okay. Yeah. She's got 49%. Average. It's valid. Number 14, Cameron Diaz with a 49% average. Number 13, Mila Kunis with a 48. Looks like the same spot as Christian Slater. Mila Kunis. Christian Slater. (laughs) Match made in heaven. (laughs) Uh, He's doing Jim Beam commercials. (laughs) I know. Some, well, he's also on Mr. Robot, right? Yeah, well, she's yeah. doing Jim Beam commercials. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I know you'd think it was Christian, but <laughs> <laughs> my brain automatically. I know that's the obvious choice, but actually, it is Mila Kunis. Yeah, Christian Slater's doing Jim Beam commercials at any bar he might be in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Slater's doing quality television. <laughs> All right, uh, number twelve with forty-eight as uh, forty-eight average score as well is Selma Hayek. I don't like to pick on Selma. No. Selma Hayek, she's got 26% positive, but... Uh, that bumps me out. Halle Berry's got a 35, so... I don't mind picking on Halle Berry. She's yeah. made some decisions. Yeah. But Selma, I always... I don't know. All right, number 11, Sharon Stone. Yeah. With a 48. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Catwoman with Halle Berry. With Halle yes, Mary. she was. Yeah. And she was in Basic Instinct 2. <laughs> number 10, with a whopping 53% mixed review, only to be beaten by Cameron Diaz's 56%. Sarah Jessica Parker with 45. Why did I overlook her? 
<laughs> Number nine. This one's kind of kind of high for me. Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Lindsay Lohan's mm. only number nine. Uh, well, I think she would be higher on this list. I think she would have more. I want to apologize for that Christian Slater joke real quick. Because <laughs> I Googled him and he's like a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for a couple years. <laughs> I feel awful. Christian, so. We're sorry, Christian We're sorry, Slater. dude. Um, good for you. Good for you. Keep totally up. unintentional. Keep up the good work. <laughs> number nine was Lindsay Lohan. She's got 43. Uh, alongside her, she's got number eight, Jennifer Lopez. And number seven, Jessica Biel. Oh, okay. Number six, Megan Fox with a 42%. Mm-hmm. Number five, Alicia Silverstone with a 42%. Number four, Denise Richards with a 41%. Number three, Katherine Heigl with a 39 Number two, Jessica Alba with a 38 And then number one, with only negative and mixed reviews, who do you guys think? Any thoughts? Who's number two again, sir? Number two is Jessica Alba. I don't know. The route this is this is trending. Average score of 32. The way this is trending, it's just going to be somebody that people make fun of in general. She's like, got 70% negative reviews, 30% mixed. Who's like a Megan Fox type? You know what I mean? They're just going to be kind of... You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Lohan would have been a good guess. Right? Yeah. But she had me girls. She's number nine. Yeah, she had she had at least a good movie. Yeah, Miley Cyrus hasn't been in enough oh, she movies. Had those kids movies and stuff too. Uh-huh. Yeah, Parent Trap. Yep. Um, Herbie Fully Loaded. Yes. Parent Trap was cool. with Michael Keaton. Like Parent Trap. Um, I will say Jennifer Aniston. Oh, you were so close. Is with it that a first Friends name. alum? No. Oh, okay. That's a Jennifer. Jennifer Garner. No. Thirteen going on thirty, dude. Well, I'm not. Hey, I'm not denying. I like 13 going <laughs> and 30. Mark Ruffalo is a wonderful co-star alongside her. We already had Jennifer Lopez, right? Yeah, we, she yeah, was we got there. The right. only other Jennifer I can think of is Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. Yeah, I don't think they're Jennifer out. Love Hewitt's got a 32. That seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold the phone. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt has no positive reviews, like in terms of like like average reviews. Like As, none of the movies she's ever ever been in have received a positive overall Metacritic rating. According to to Vox, yeah. Really? Like can't hardly wait. Yeah, Let's see. Can't hardly wait. You don't like it? I did not like it. No. And I can't hardly it. wait's got a fifty-two. It's a mixed by their by That's their numbers. Right. Tim, stop. <laughs> I, know, I felt really I felt really bad after I got done watch. I'm like, I God, that bummed me out. I used to love that movie. You're bumming me out right now. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh I know what you did last summer. Guys, let's get stuff. Uh, what are you waiting for? Yeah. What a piece of acting. Right. <laughs> uh, whatever. That's fine. I know you're kidding, but uh let's see what it's got. It's got a fifty two as well. Man, she's so close. Wow. They're just real hard on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right apparently. on the cusp of greatness <laughs> or mediocrity. Um, I still know what you did last summer. It's got a 21. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds right. So um, she's got that pulling her down, too. That's all I can think. That's all Heartbreakers was really bad. Yeah, that's, that's not good. <laughs> I can't think of any other movie she's in. So. No, me neither. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm more surprised that she ha- Heartbreakers has a 47. I'm more. Uh, Tom, I watched. I still know he does. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers has an album career score of seventy-five. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, although to be fair, I have not listened to all of Tom Tom Petty's albums. <laughs> what was I going to say? Mm. 
(laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was was interesting. interesting. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. There's a little bit more in the article uh, in terms of, um, oh, they have a third thing here. Oh, they did best as well. What? So they've got... uh, Oh, they've got actors and actresses and best. Well, maybe we'll save that for next week. Yeah, let's save it. We can save that for next week. So you guys can't look at that article. I I won't. Okay. All right. On to the summer movie wager. Yes. Real briefly. Typically, for those of you uh, first tuning in uh, in April, I suppose, in in April, uh, (laughs) we do something called the summer movie wager where we take the... uh, the the movies that come out between that first weekend in May and all the way to that last weekend in August, and we rank them in the order of the ones that we think will make the most worldwide box office by the end of September. So uh, you get to pick one through ten, and then you have three dark horses. Scoring goes if you get one or ten spot on you get 13 points for any other number in between if you get them spot on you get nine points uh one spot away you get seven two spots away you get five and then anywhere else on the list you get three points and then if you get a dark horse that appears you get one point um i know that's a little bit confusing i'll have a blog post out about this so you guys can look at it in more detail but it's a lot easier to read than here, I promise. Totally. And, and it'll have a link that'll help you make your submission uh, to us so that we can get you entered into the contest. Typically in the past, I think uh, last year I gave away uh, movie gift cards or movies. So that'll probably be the same thing uh, this year. But I'll take a look at what we can do. Um, Had some great prizes in the past. Yeah. Some great selections. I uh, somebody Somebody chose the Step Up franchise as their... Their win, yes. right, correct, or, yeah. or some sort of that box was, set. Uh, of them. That was two years ago, something like that. I think two. Some, yeah, somebody got the Rocky set, or no? Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody else got the Rocky set. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, uh, it depending on how it kind of came out, there was uh, uh, I kind of did equivalent equivalent values, and if things are right, on sale, right, right. Yeah. then I can. I mean, I you can, weren't spending eighty dollars on these sets. So, yeah, they yeah, were on sale. Yeah. So. so you know, uh, we'll we'll figure something. <laughs> Should out. I not have said that? Because now people are like, oh, no, I no, get no, a no, box no. set. I'm um, trying to think. <laughs> last year, you what, put a dollar uh, amount on it last year. Yeah, and I and I, what did she win? It's uh, it's here somewhere. I'll take a look. Who but, um, won last year? Julen? Was a listener, correct? Julian, yeah, she. Uh, I've never won. She won, and I think she got like Mad Max and something else. Nice. See, so you too could be. She owning... got Mad Max and John Wick. Pretty good That's pair. That's really good. Yeah. So yeah, you guys could That's be sweet. owning the Step Up franchise. Yeah. So we want you guys to take A part, part in this. I, I I'm always happy when we have more people partake uh, this year than we did last year. That was not the case last year. I think we had a total of 16, whereas the year before we had 19. So let's get those numbers back up. Let's make it the biggest year. We need 20 people to, to beat the all-time record. Yep. So right now we're going to go over the, the summer movies that are coming out this year. Um, let's try to not talk about the box office aspect of things. Oh, yeah. I, but okay. uh, I, I will say one final note on the summer movie wager. You're going to have until after the second weekend in May. So you are going to know... Uh, you are going to know kind of the opening weekend for movies such as Captain America Civil War, 
and uh, there's nothing coming out that second weekend, so you're welcome. Uh, but you have until May 16th, which is a Monday, at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, to get me your entry in order to be officially considered for any prizes. Uh, and then after that, if you want to give me something, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll add you in there just for fun, too. Um, but please let me know if you have any questions. I'll have the blog post up uh, after this uh, episode has been posted. I'll probably post it on Thursday so that uh, we can give this episode some, some room to breathe on Facebook and then uh, we'll go from there. Tim, yep. you've got a last minute addition to the rundown here. What's up? Uh, you want us to take a quiz? Yeah, I want you guys to take a quiz. All right. Um, I'm not going to be scoring it. We have a scorekeeper for that, if I recall. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. please, write <laughs> in. Please keep Let score us know on this. who won. Um, and it's a little quick. Um, uh, people, <clears throat> websites and things of that nature love to do, like, lookbacks um, to, like, 20 years ago Yeah. today. This happened. This movie was released 20 okay. years ago today. Um, Gremlins was released. It wasn't. Dark Water. Dark Water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The summer of 96 was like a big summer for me. It's when I was I turned 12. I started to go see a lot of movies in the theater. Um, I, actually, I, I saw Independence Day four times in the theater. Like I kept making people go see it with me. So uh, I think that's probably holds the record still. For, what's the record for you guys? Most movies, most times you've seen a movie in the theater. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Okay. I think it's. There, it's probably a few movies tied, but I know that I saw John Carter three times in four days. Okay, you saw it more than three times total, right? Did no, I that saw was... that. That was the amount of times I saw it in theater. I've I've only seen a movie twice. That's the most I've ever seen a movie. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> that's it. I saw the other one. I have a tie too because I just remember I saw Scott Pilgrim four times in the theater, which was really impressive because it was only in theaters for like a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, big time for me. Uh, that was a movie that was released. So I wanted to give you guys a quiz. You have to look back to look forward, I think. So. Yeah, except for in the case of Independence Day, because we're repeating right. the mistakes of the past now. So. <laughs> All right. So All right. summer of 96. First question. Kay. Oh, and I based this off of, I found the yeah, Entertainment Weekly summer preview nice. online. So I based, so, okay. First one's pretty easy. Multiple choice question. This actress graced the cover of the summer movie preview wearing cowgirl apparel. Cowgirl apparel, I should say. Was it Demi Moore, Halle Berry, Sandra Bullock, or Julia Roberts? Anybody got a guess? Oh, man. <laughs> it's, I'm thinking either Sandy or Julia. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, should we split the difference? Yeah, sure. I'm going to take Julia Roberts. I'll take Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Damn. Extra credit. Can you name the movie of hers that came out? That she was promoting? In the summer. Um, I, can give, I can give a hint. Is it speed? Nope. It's illegal. Sandra Bullock? Yeah. <laughs> the net? <laughs> the net. Um, no, a time to kill. Uh, uh, yeah. So it was a weird, weird cross promotion because I don't remember any cowboy <laughs> outfits or cowgirl <laughs> outfits. In that was their <laughs> summer movie. Like, like, get ready, guys. It's time to kill. Here we go, baby. Yeah. Blowing the block. Like, like, like what? <laughs> 
All right. That, that was that was during the rise of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. You know, people were excited but about Sandra Bullock. But that's their summer movie. Still, cover. if I were going to put uh, like on that, because they had Demi Moore, because Demi Moore had striptease coming out that summer, I, w- I think she would have been the choice to put in the cowgirl outfit, right? Sure. Yeah. She would the choice to go on the cover. I mean, that's yeah. the blockbuster. That's right. the one that you, yeah. That was supposed to be the I love thing. A Time to Kill, but it's not a hype movie, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving along here. Uh, the next three are going to be centered around. They have these things. They they would preview the movie, and then underneath it, they would write the buzz. They oh, yeah. the Entertainment Weekly buzz. First one's pretty easy. Um, buzz is, it'll all be worthwhile in the end, or at least by the end. This mission's last 15 minutes are said to be its best. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Easy one. Easy one. Um, if moviegoers haven't OD'd on disaster films by August, and if they can stretch their memories back to the 1981 original, this could be the start of a franchise. 96. Yeah. 81 original. 81 original. Movie. Oh, Godzilla. Nope. No, no, no. That was 98. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. Yeah. That's a big mistake. Twister? No. Okay. No. I'm going to give you guys a hint. All right. It. We are going to see the director of this movie in concert in a couple months. I know the director. I don't know what movie it is, though. Wait, hold on. Uh, is was it? Uh, was it? A, is it a Village of the Damned? No, uh, the nineteen eighty one original. Of oh, the eighty one original. Yeah, it's a sequel. Oh shit! Escape from L.A. Yep. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I okay. was so confused. I'm like, wait, did he direct the original? Is he directing the new one? So I got, yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, funny, lush, heartbreaking. It'll ring your bell. I'll give you guys a hint to start off with. It's a Disney cartoon. It'll ring your bell. Funny, lush, heartbreaking. It'll ring your bell. 96. That had to be Lion King time. Nope. No. It'll ring your bell. Um, I've got a hunch. One of you comes back in Notre Dame. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I um, was like, "Well, there's a bell in in uh, there's bell in Beauty of the yeah, Beast, Beauty and the Beast. Beast." And then I was like, "But there's Tinker Bell and Peter Pan." But that was like way early, 1902. Yeah. This, is, this is harder. I get yeah. my 90s Disney movies kind of blend together yeah. a little bit. Um, okay, we're gonna move. On. I was we're too move. young to pay attention got at the time. Yeah, got a few more here. I want to run through them real quick. Okay. Uh, star Dennis Quaid said the follow. This is not Buzz anymore. Star Dennis Quaid said the following about his preparation for the role of this movie. Without sounding too artsy fartsy, I pretty much <laughs> had to imagine the dragon inside myself and relate it to it and relate to it as if it were my own wild nature. Dragon Dragon heart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that's what you guys do. Absolutely. Um, this one's a little tougher. There were three movies released. Uh, Hollywood, always full of ideas, even back then. Yeah. Creative. A bastion of creativity. <laughs> um, there are three movies released this summer based on television shows. Can you name them? Mission Impossible. That'd be one. Yeah. That's one. Um, man. <laughs> These, one of them I don't think you're going to get. I'll, I'll give you... I think if I give you the stars, it's enough of a hint. Ooh, LA Confidential. Okay. Uh, the Avengers. Nope. That's a good guess. <sighs> Let me know if you want a hint. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. This is for the hard one or the one we'll know? I'm going to give you hints for both movies. Okay. One of the movies stars Gary Cole and one stars Dennis Miller. 
What? Yeah. Well, the the Dennis Miller one is Bordello of Blood. Okay, he got that one. Tales yeah. from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Oh. Uh, yep. Damn. All right. And then Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. Gary, Gary Cole has starred in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this was a sequel as well. What? Man. You, I, I actually loved both of these movies when I was growing up. He played the matriarch. The matriarch? The patriarch. <laughs> I was going to say, what is this? This is not my best episode. <laughs> patriarch. He played, yes, he played the matriarch. Oh, shit. It, uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh, the oh. Hawaii. A very Brady sequel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The matriarch right. of the Brady clan. <laughs> Gary Cole. <laughs> the matriarch. <laughs> All right. This Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. I can't say this sentence. <laughs> the Shaquille O'Neal vehicle was released in July 1996. Space Jam? Nope. No, man. Come no. on. What? I don't know. What? I've never seen Space Jam. I thought you might I've never seen uh, Space Jam. It's 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 either it's either Steel or it's Kazam. It's Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we got to make that happen. I've never seen <laughs> that's got to happen. That's a key frame for you, and you haven't even seen it yet. It will be though. Uh, when talking about Independence Day, producer Dean Devlin said it was going to make his 1994 movie Blank look like a rock video. What movie did Dean Devlin? Make in 1994. Rock video? Oh, yeah. okay. Like, it's going to be... It'll, it's like, look, not Dwayne. No. He's not like, it's going to look like a Def Leppard video. It's going to be so cheap. See, that's tough because I, I remember the the, the rise of, of the Devlin, Devlin Emmerich era was pretty much Independence Day. So this must have been a... It was right before. Yeah. And some consider it his best movie still. Really? Roland Dude. Emmerich. Oh. I have no idea. I'm they, so poorly versed on Roland Emmerich movies. They spun it off into a television series. Hmm. Sorry, MacGyver. Hmm. Stargate. Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, okay. This, I like Stargate. Yeah. I read yeah. the novelization <laughs> by Dean Devlin. <laughs> it's pretty good. This comedy produced by Judd Apatow made Jim Carrey the highest paid movie star of all time. Ace Ventura? Mm-hmm. No, it's a uh, cable guy. Yeah, guy. he got paid an absurd oh, amount. Yeah, he got paid like yeah. twenty million to be in that movie, and then no one saw it. <laughs> Multiple choice. According to Rotten Tomatoes, this is the lowest rated movie to be re- released in the summer of '96. Striptease, Spy Hard, or Mary Riley? Mary Riley. Nope. Striptease. Ah, oh, Spy Hard, it's starring funny. Leslie Nielsen. Oh. <laughs> I just want Mary Riley because I'm like that sounds really yeah. All right, last one here. I'm gonna list. August 1996 might be the worst month of movies ever. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to list them off real quick, and I'll ask you a question at the end. So here are the movies released in the month of August of 1996. Chain Reaction, starring Keanu Reeves. Okay. Matilda. Fat Beach, spelled P-H-A-T. Um, Fat Boys? I, I don't remember what Fat Beach was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Escape from L.A. Jack, starring Robin Williams. Uh <laughs> Basquiat, 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 Basquiat. I can't, I can't say that. House arrest, which I believe starred um, Kevin Pollack. Uh, the <laughs> fan, um, the oh, Wesley Snipes, Robert De Niro movie. Tin Cup, which is actually kind of nice. Um, the Kevin Costner golf movie. Alaska, Bordello of Blood, The Island of Doctor Moreau. Oh. Solo, a very Brady sequel. The Stupids, starring Tom Arnold. The Crow City of Angels. First Kid. 
Carpool starring Tom Arnold. Tom this Arnold's is all in one month. Yeah, Tom Arnold had two. The Supids and Carpool were released like in the same week. Tom Arnold had two movies in theaters. Big during. week for Tom Arnold. Which of these movies was the highest grossing film? Oh, jeez. Uh, my bets on Brady. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna go Escape from L.A. Nope, it mm. was Jack. <laughs> Starring oh, Robin Williams. I should have said that because I'm pretty certain <laughs> I saw it in theaters. There you go. Well, that's it. That's an interesting month of movies. I hope you enjoyed our look back. That was beautiful. Well, now our look forward into the summer of 2016 begins. So uh, we're going to do uh, Gonna See It, Not Gonna See It, Tell Me More. Okay. Yeah. That seems. I'm just going to go with the title. Yep. And then, and then we'll go Rapid from there. Fire it. All right. All right. Uh, and I'm going to take my liberty to skip over some of these. Okay. So, That's okay. You're all right. Uh, and I apologize. Some of these, uh, I'm going off of Wikipedia's 2016 and film article, so I don't know what's limited release and what's not. So release dates might not be the same for us as they are for you or for, I don't know. Anyway, May 6th, starting it off big, Captain America Civil War. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it too. Uh, uh, the Darkness. Oh, is that the Kevin Bacon movie? Yes. Um, Not going to see it in theaters. Probably going to see it. Yeah, I don't even know anything about this. Yeah, tell me more real quick. Uh, The Darkness, uh, formerly called Six Miranda Drive, another street address movie. (laughs) That's probably Uh, why they changed it. The plot on Wikipedia says, about two families, the Taylors and the Carters, who, returning from a Grand Canyon vacation, bring back a supernatural force. Yeah. Kevin Bacon and no other uh, Jennifer Morrison, Matt Walsh few other people in there i will not see it in theaters all right uh money monster directed by jody foster these are on may 13th by the way nope i'll see it eventually yeah yeah i don't care <laughs> all right then i'll see it or about the movie? Uh, that, that i don't care about the movie <laughs> I, i'm I, sorry we don't give a shit tim <laughs> i do care about you tim all right may 20th we got the angry birds movie not gonna see it yeah don't care at all not gonna see it uh we've also got neighbors Two: sorority rising It'll be a rental. I'll see it. I'll see it at some point, maybe. Yep. Probably not. Did you see it the first one? I did. I think we went south. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah we left. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then The Nice Guys is also listed for May 20th. I yep. will see that. Absolutely seeing that movie. That's Shane Black uh, with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. First movie since Iron Man 3? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that one. May 27th. It's a big day. We've got Alice Through the Looking Glass. Nope. I- I'm going to see it. I'm not going to. I couldn't stand that last movie. <laughs> also on the 27th, guess, guess which one of these movies we're reviewing? X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, those come out the same day? Uh, at the moment, they do. That's got to change. I don't think you can change this late in the game. I was going to say, we're getting close now. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll see X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I'm definitely seeing X-Men Apocalypse. I, one of those... like. Uh, no, this is right. Okay, so X-Men comes out May 19th in the UK, but May 27th in the United States. And Alice is supposedly the 27th, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, May 31st, we've got, uh, USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Oh, is that the one that I'm gonna see? Yeah, Yeah, take a look at that cast, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, so your cast here. Tom Sizemore, uh, Jay, uh, what's his name? Tom Jane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All just disheveled men, just ruined men. Yeah, so uh, can't wait. Some kind of naval movie. You guys seen the poster? 
Oh, it's pretty glorious. It's pretty great. <laughs> Have yeah, you, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> no. Tim's about to see the poster. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty glorious. Look it up if yeah. you haven't seen it's it. It's good stuff. All right. Next up, we're here on June 3rd. Uh, we've got Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Gonna see I, it. I might see it. This is the uh, Lonely Island film. Yeah. Uh, produced by Judd Apatow, also starring uh, Tim Meadows and Imogen Poots. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Poots, TMN Toots is coming out the same day. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. What are you guys, are you guys going to see that one? Yep. Yep. Yeah. L- looking I forward to didn't watch it. I guess trailer. I have to watch it, right? If I'm you guys are going, I have I'm to go. I'm going to see it. <laughs> All right, fine. It looks like the cartoon. <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> It's got silly Stephen Amell with a hockey mask. Yeah, and, and Tyler Perry's Baxter Stockman. Yeah. Looks amazing. <laughs> Seamus from World Wrestling Entertainment is playing B- Rocksteady. Yeah. Crane's in there, too. Great. All right. So in between Furious 7 and Aquaman, James Wan is coming out with The Conjuring 2 on June 10th. Yep. Is that opening by itself? No, it's not. Okay. I'm going to see it. I was just I'll curious. be seeing it. It's got at least two other bigger movies with it. Oh, okay. One of them being John M. Chu's Now You See Me 2. Not going to say I didn't see the first one. Sequel to Now You See Me. I might. That That's a maybe in the theater for me. Yeah, maybe. I might check it out. It, it was just a, depends. It was a popcorn magic movie. I liked know? the first one quite a bit. I just don't know that we need a sequel for it. Yeah. So and McG's we'll not back, right? Uh no, it's... Yeah. John Chu? It's John Chu. So. I like John Chu. Uh, and they added... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, they got rid of Isla Fisher, though, which is a problem for me. Yeah, that's a bummer. Even if they replaced her with Lizzie Kaplan, it's still a problem for me. Um, So we've also got one other movie on June 10th, and that is Warcraft from Duncan Jones. Oh, I'll be there. I am going to see the shit out of that. I I will be holding Tim's hand the whole time (laughs) as we watch it. It might be a candidate for our Game Nerds Film Nerds crossover. (laughs) I cannot wait. Warcraft 2, uh, it's a great game. Warcraft the movie, we have yet to see. Cannot wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Maybe that'll be the reuniting of the two fast crew, because I know John is really excited for is that. He? Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> let's, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, June 17th, we've got two movies coming out. The first one listed here is Central Intelligence. That's starring Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, and Aaron Paul. I love The Rock, but mm-hmm. it'll be a rental for this me. This hurts me, yeah. I might not even see it. I And I, I don't have anything against Kevin Hart. I'll probably watch it. I don't know. When you guys hear this other one. Okay. <laughs> well, the other one is Finding Dory. Oh. Which might I'll be I've never seen Finding Nemo. Really? Yeah. I, well, the thing with Finding Nemo is I worked at an ABC warehouse, yeah. like a wholesale oh. store, <laughs> and on the DVD... Like, that was what we played to yeah. sell TVs. So I think I've probably seen it over a million times. More than but anybody else. Never, I've never actually never, sat down yeah. and watched it. I, I will probably won't see Finding Dory in the theater. I'm maybe. You're seeing one of these movies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing Holy you to see shit. one of these movies. Alex's eyes just turned red. And <laughs> <laughs> he started floating out of his chair. <laughs> All right. The founder hath spoken. Uh, the 24th. Uh, pretty clear here. Well, we've got this movie called Free State of Jones. Which one is that? This is... Tell me more. That's, uh, that was the... Yeah, uh, that's rules. the correct verbiage <laughs> here. This is the American Civil War movie starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, 
Mahershala, well, Mahershala Ali, uh, Carrie Russell, and Brendan Gleeson. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm down for Matthew McConaughey's Civil War movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm not gonna see it in theaters. I'll just no. I'm not going to either. Because we like all a, know we're going to be going to Independence Day Resurgence yeah, coming I'll be there. on yeah. June 24th. I'll be there for that. Well. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Why, <laughs> I know. why am I going to see that? Like, why Why am we I going to better go ourselves see that? by seeing that Matthew McConaughey Civil War? I know. It's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> and yet we're like, give me Bill Pullman in a beard. <laughs> I actually might be... I actually might miss Independence Day, boys. Oh, I might man. be in Colorado. Oh. Yeah. They won't have it there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have to drive three hours to get to a theater, which I will not be doing for Independence Day research. That juice is not worth the squeeze. <laughs> I, maybe it is, but I'm not willing Chris to find out. Chris Hemsworth was in it and not Leo. The lesser. The lesser, lesser Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Give me Chris. Yep. <laughs> Liam Lesser Hemsworth. All right. Uh, July 1st, we've got a big day here. I've got three movies coming out, the first of which is the BFG. Oh, see it. BFG is like my favorite kids book. You guys all seem pretty excited, so I'll go see it. I I n- haven't read the book. I know nothing. I will check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't um, know anything about it, but I, yeah. Another movie I'm excited for: The Legend of Tarzan. Yeah, I want to see it. that too. Yeah, those both come out the same day. On the same day. Also on yeah, July first, some 1st, of these could be spread out. By the way, like they're. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the Purge election year nope. is coming. Won't see it. July first as well. Um, just watch the first one. I should say that. Um, and I liked it. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking forward to watching the second one. I will see that, but maybe not in theaters. Depends on when I watch the second one. Starring Frank Grillo. Yeah, Frank Grillo in the second one too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up here we've got July eighth. Mike and Dave need wedding plans. It's a Zac wedding Efron. dates. Excuse me. It's a Zac Efron one. No, Zac Efron with Adam Devine. I won't see it. Anna Kendrick, Arby Plaza. I might end up seeing it. I wouldn't be opposed. There's a lot of a lot of buzz names for Alex on that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I I don't. Sounds I don't. like Alex needs a date to go see. Mike and I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Nicole would, would yeah, definitely go with it. Because we're not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other movie that we're I also mean. want to see on July 8th, The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, it's a cute trailer. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's a wiener dog that scratches his back with the standing mixer, so I'm sold. <laughs> another buzzword for... <laughs> another 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 buzz <laughs> sentence for us. Wiener dog scratching... The movie gods have given this weekend to Alex. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'll, I'll wind up seeing one of them. Um, I don't know which one, but... All right. Uh, July 15th, we have Ghostbusters. Gonna see it. I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, then that means I'm going to see it. So, <laughs> But if it were up to you, you were going to say not going to see I it. I would not be seeing it. Yeah. Nothing I've seen looks good. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, it's really. I think at this point, it's just going to bum me out. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Eh, whatever. All right. Next up, we've got The Infiltrator. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Based on the autobiography of Robert Mazur. Federal Customs and Excise Agent. Mazur helps burst, uh, bust Pablo Escobar's money laundering organization using his alias Bob Musella. Starring Brian Cranston, Diane Kruger, Benjamin Brett, John Leguizamo, and Amy Ryan. Mm-hmm. We've got two more buzzwords for me there. <laughs> John Leguizamo and Amy Ryan? <laughs> uh, yes. No, it's Benjamin Brett and Diane Kruger. <laughs> uh, I will not be seeing this. 
I don't think I will be either. I will put this next to the Civil War movie. <laughs> yeah, I would watch <laughs> the, the, uh, the McConaughey Civil War, not Captain America. It's like <laughs> one that I'm going to, so I sound smart, I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, man. All Matthew right. McConaughey, colon, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it's two sides of Matthew McConaughey characters fighting each other. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right, July 22nd, we've got... Ice Age Collision Course. Collision Course. Is this the fifth or sixth oh, one? Oh, God. Can we just... Uh, the Ice Age movies real quick. No, I'm not going to see this. And I hope this is the last of them, because if I see one more trailer with some that squirrel doing something long and unfunny with a nut, uh, like every, every time... Oh, It my was God. cute the first time. No. It's always painful Listen for me. Listen to this cast list. <laughs> Listen to this cast list. You've got Ray, Mar- Ray Morano. Oh, wow. Ray Ray Morano. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you is really... he the fourth of the, fourth of the man factors five or six or Ray whatever? Y- yes, yeah, yeah, he's like a like a pop star, <laughs> Ray Murano. <laughs> so his new hit uh, single. Man, we're just getting loop. I'm getting loopy now. All yeah. right, uh, John Leguizamo, of course, Dennis Leary, Queen Latifah, Jennifer Lopez, Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. is like seventh build on <laughs> on Wikipedia. Cool, uh, this... Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And Simon Pegg and Jesse J. A second movie this year, if I recall, was an old Neil and uh, Batman, <laughs> Batman BBS? Superman. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <sighs> well, Batman vs Superman was almost as long as those Ice Age trailers. I always see. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as long as all five of the movies combined. <laughs> all right, um, we've got a supernatural horror movie called Lights Out on the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, is that the? Uh, tell me more. Is that the? Uh, is Lights Out the Evil Dead guy? Uh, Fetty? Alvarez? No. no okay. It's being produced by James Wan. Lights uh, Out sounded interesting, too. Directed by David F. Sandberg. Rebecca, When Rebecca left home, played by Teresa Palmer, she thought that her childhood fears were behind her as a young girl growing up. She was never really sure of what was real when the lights went out at night. Now her little brother, Martin, is experiencing the same unexplained and terrifying events that jeopardize her safety and sanity. Holding a mysterious attachment to their mother, the supernatural entity has returned with a vengeance to torment the entire family. Uh, maybe VOD or... Yeah, it'll be a rental of the, some the sort. The Fetty movie I'm thinking of is something. It's called, like, um, Don't Breathe is what it... I, for some okay. reason, it was another two-word title. But it sounded really cool. And, All right. Yeah. Also on July 22nd, we've got Star Trek Beyond. Oh, gonna see. Are we recording a podcast about it? As I'll I see would it. assume so. Not, I'm not seeing it by choice. How about that? I'm gonna see it. Uh, I don't know. I I was thinking that I had recorded this on the air, but I think you and Nick were kind of surprised with my ability to put a plot together with the trailer. Do you, did you watch that? the trailer? I watched. Okay. So in our Ten Cloverfield Lane episode, I talked about. Oh, the I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was like, this isn't a Star Trek movie for me. Yeah. But it's not for all the reasons that people are butthurt about right. things. It's just... I just have zero interest. It, Justin Lin gave a good interview It looks somewhere. like a Justin Lin Star Trek movie, which is fine, but that also looks like a J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, right. which was okay the first time, but the second time was a no. I think I've, I... Yeah, Justin Lin gave an interview that gave me a lot of hope, and okay. Simon Pegg wrote the script. And, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful, because I know that they said that the, the trailer's really showing you nothing. Yeah, and I still and, think Paramount has some... They're scared of Star Trek in a way. Yeah. Well, they apparently didn't show anything at CinemaCon. That scares me a little bit. They showed absolute... And Simon Pegg was in attendance. Yeah, that was weird. They showed nothing from the movie. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. We're going to see it, so... (laughs) I'm going to see it. 
All right. Uh, July 29th, the return, guys. It's Jason Bourne. Oh. Paul Greengrass and, and Matt Damon come back. Paul Gr- Bluegrass? Paul can Bluegrass. I, uh, can I admit something right now? Yeah. I've only seen the Jeremy Renner Bourne movie. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it for this podcast. It was too. the first episode <laughs> that ever went on iTunes of this podcast. Yeah. And it's the only one I've seen. And I'm probably going to continue that trend. Just don't care. <laughs> I'm going to see it. In a post-Haywire world, mm-hmm. I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, for, I know. I, I, think I, I think I changed that. So now I'm supposed to say in a post-John Wick world, I really don't... Like, I, I don't know. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to see it, I'm sure, but I just... Paul Greengrass doesn't give me happy thoughts. Oh, no. I'm psyched for the fans of the Bourne franchise. In the same way that I'm psyched when a new James Bond movie I comes out. I used to be one of those. I, didn't, I never saw the Renner one. It seriously changed. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess it seriously changed after Renner and after seeing Haywire. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, August. We're finally in August. Yeah. Here's our last month of summer movies. Uh, we started off strong August 5th with The Founder. <laughs> oh, is that the Michael it's Keaton? the movie about Michael, me. No. no. Uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton, yeah. Alex Morrell movie? <laughs> It's the Michael Keaton founder of McDonald's uh, a movie, so I might actually watch it. Like, I'm not going to go see it in theaters, but I'm going to watch it at some point. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting biopic, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd be down to. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast: Michael Keaton, Laura Dern, Nick Offerman, John Carroll Lynch, and uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm down, Tim. Yeah, I'll see that. Okay, how many times will Patrick Wilson not be able to get it up in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> he always Poor Patrick Wilson. He does. I like him a lot, but all right. Next up, Nine Lives, same day. What is this? This is a Barry Sonnenfeld directed film, <laughs> starring Kevin Spacey as a cat. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> well, all right. Is this then... like? Uh, tell me more. Tell me more here. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Sonnenfeld directed film. I I don't know Kevin how much Spacey we really know. <laughs> like I'm thinking of like some sort of like animated like raunchy or like even I, like I'm pretty ter- sure that it <laughs> is, is it a family comedy here. It's uh it, well the Wikipedia says French comedy. <laughs> a French uh, like, what the f- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a live action film uh with Jennifer Wa- uh, Garner and Christopher Walken. Uh, the IMDb synopsis currently says a stuffy businessman finds himself trapped in the body of his family's cat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> a rousing vote of confidence from the Midwest film nerds for Nine Lives. <laughs> Tim's reaction to that was one of my favorite things. Last Barry up. Sonnenfeld. Nope. <laughs> He's just like, a, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you nursing was to react that that in any in any extreme fashion towards Barry Sonnenfeld. Like just like I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. All right, last up on August fifth, we've got Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, I'll see it. Yes, definitely. Sorry, yeah, I was yeah. lifting my wiener off the floor. Uh August twelfth. We have Pete's Dragon. I'll watch that eventually. It's a Walt Disney film. I remember the original a little bit. Yeah. Are we nearing bubble burst on Disney remaking their animated films into live no. action films? No. No, it's going strong then. It's I mean, next week. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. But 
I think the thing is they're going to keep remaking these movies and the ones that hit do and the ones that don't, don't. And yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. it is. I'm just curious. I'm wondering if it's going to be something that lasts. Uh... Pete's Dragon never had a special place. We're, we're getting to the point where... I'm uh, not getting to the point. We're remaking Pete's Dragon? Well, no, yeah, but... <laughs> we still got to. I guess it started with Cinderella where we're looking at Disney movies that I have never seen. Mm. Remakes of Disney movies I've never seen. I've never seen The Jungle Book. And I've never seen Pete's Dragon. So, I don't know. I'm you only down. need to see the Jason Scott Lee Jungle Book. Okay. Well, that's not Disney, right? Yeah, it is. So, is it? Live action. Really? Yeah, they've already done a live action jungle book. <laughs> I can, maybe that's going too far. Anyway, Pete's Dragon. We might see it. <laughs> um, sausage Party. Oh, I want to see that. This is the animated uh, uh, film directed by Greg Tiernan, Conrad, uh, Greg Tiernan and Conrad Vernon, and it's starring Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill. Bill Hader, Michael Sarah, basically everybody from uh, mm-hmm. Apatow that troop of the performers, what's yeah. the one they all made? This though? is the end. This is the end. Yeah. yeah, this is one of those comedies where it crosses over the line. Like this is the end, where it crosses over the line and is so stupid that I'm gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. I thought the trailer was funny too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an animated movie where they're all playing like sausages. Sausages. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. <laughs> you watch the trailer. You might laugh. Actually, I don't watch trailers, Willie. It's an animated movie about sausage. I, I don't want to spoil oh, I, any I of the spectacle. Oh, I wanted to show you new Japanese Civil War trailer. Oh, you need to see it. It's not a trailer. It's a TV spot. It's a TV spot. It's like 20 seconds, but you need to see it. Yeah. You at least need to close your eyes and listen. And just listen to it. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I promise you won't get anything spoiled if you close your eyes and listen. <laughs> August 19th, we've got the Ben-Hur remake. That's happening. I already saw it. Not the remake, the original. <laughs> You've seen the future. I'm pretty sure this movie's probably going to get delayed. So I don't know. Like, why it's Pompeii. Whoa, 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 whoa! That oh, was, that was pretty cool. Is widescreen doing this one too? No, this no, is like this a, is no. I'm just saying. Be- whoa, whoa! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the mind who brought you such <laughs> movies as Hardcore Henry. Oh, he was a producer. Uh, wanted Daywatch. He's Abraham doing, Lincoln Vampire Hunter. He's doing the Ben-Hur. There's like two Ben-Hur remakes then. Because isn't there one done by like John Huston right now too? No, Jack Huston is Jack starring Houston. in Timur Bekmambatov's Ben-Hur. Oh, I'm getting him confused here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see this. Thank you. Uh, no, no. Like, yeah. gonna... I should probably watch the original Ben-Hur yeah. first. Yeah. All right. Uh, also on the 19th, we've got Kubo and the Two Strings. I'm seeing it because it was on my most anticipated. Okay. This is that uh, anime-ish looking uh, animated movie starring um, Matthew McConaughey and Ray Fiennes mm. and Rooney Mara, George Takei. Bunch of people directed by Laika or produced by Laika. Uh, I'm interested. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the... Here's the synopsis. Story yeah, set in ancient Japan where a young boy named Kubo cares for his mother in a village. A spirit from the past turns Kubo's life upside down by reigniting an age-old vendetta. This causes all sorts of havoc as gods and monsters chase Kubo, who, in order to survive, must locate a magical suit of armor once learned by his weight, worn by his late father, a legendary samurai warrior. It sounds neat. I, I won't see it, but it sounds neat. Like, I'll, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you can force me to go see it. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'll probably try. Yeah. <laughs> um... 
<laughs> I think what we're learning is that Willie doesn't want to see any movies. <laughs> no, <we> see no. <laughs> yeah, how many have I said I actually wanted to see? There were a handful in May. Where this I was is going like, to yeah. be a tough summer Captain for Captain America and then even like X-Men Apocalypse. Willie, like, Willie's, yeah, Willie's going to quit the podcast by September, apparently. It's <laughs> just going to be like, why If am you guys I doing only knew how many of these movies I don't want to see. like in the norm. This, is not, this is not out of the norm. We've just never done this before. Oh man! Um, <laughs> I do appreciate his honesty this episode. Yeah, yeah, no, no, please. Clean. I mean, I, like, and, and this thing is—it doesn't—it's not that all of them sound bad. It's that I—I've I, stated on the on the podcast. I don't. This like, isn't something you would have seen. I, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I probably won't regret it. I might. I don't know. <laughs> but. All right. Um, we've got a Todd Phillips movie called War Dogs. Oh no, no! Starring uh, Jonah Hill Scott and Budrick uh, and yeah. Jonah Hill, or no? Excuse me, that was a producer. Yeah, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Nope, nope. Based on a true story. <laughs> In the winter of 2007, David Pakus and Ephraim Diveroli, two arms dealers, secure a 300 million government contract to supply weapons for the U.S. allies in Afghanistan. However, they soon find themselves in danger abroad and in trouble back home. Todd Phillips movies. He did like Old School and The Hangover. Yeah. They can border on to frat into bro for me anyway and you need people like a will ferrell or a galifianakis to balance him out and miles teller in one of these kinds of movies sounds <laughs> horrible wasn't didn't he do another one wasn't miles teller in one of his movies previously i don't think so oh he produced project x okay and miles teller was not in that so i was gonna it. say i don't think he's in that dude <laughs> no he's not i i confused that movie with 21 and over which he is in yeah mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I won't see it. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, and then August 29th, we don't have much else going on other than uh, Don't Breathe, the previously mm. mentioned Fetty Alvarez Fetty. movie. All over that if it's Fetty. Yeah. You guys like Fetty. Uh, that's starring Dylan Minnette, who was previously in uh, Goosebumps, which we talked about mm. on this podcast as oh, well. Oh, Goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps. <laughs> and uh, Stephen Lang's in there, too. I'm excited for Fetty to uh, branch out, like do something outside of Evil Dead, like mm-hmm. on his own. So. We yeah. said that when we reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's taken a while. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, hey, maybe it's been gestating long enough. Yeah. Has he? Done, has he? No. So he I did Evil Dead. Evil Dead in 2013. That was his last movie. I was literally just thinking about him today because I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about the Evil Dead remake, and I was like, "What happened to Fetty?" And I didn't get a chance to look at IMDb, but now I know. So sweet. Yeah. He uh, apparently he's directed a bunch of the From Dust Till Dawn series. Oh, okay. On uh, whatever. El Rey. Yeah, yeah, El Rey Network. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's cool. And then also on that day, we've got a Jason Statham movie called Mechanic Resurrection. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to see that. Because that's uh, necessary. I'm going to see it. You're not going to see the theater, are you? No. Okay. Uh, no, I'll see the Fetty movie. If it's there. Okay. okay. Got Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> In the mechanic? And Jessica Alba, yeah. Well, Jessica Alba, I can see. Uh, Tommy Lee, he, he likes Yeah, money. what's another movie on her worst movies list? <laughs> Tommy Lee probably needs a car or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the summer. <laughs> it's... Right now, it's looking rough. I'm not going to lie. It's not the most stacked summer that we've had. Well, do you know Do you know why this is? Why? I think studios are getting smart, and they're moving a lot of the tent poles they're spreading to things out a bit, mm-hmm. which is weird. We were talking I've... about fall today, and I was like, Jesus, like yeah. Fantastic Beasts, uh, Rogue One, uh, Doctor Strange. There's a ton of stuff coming out in the fall. I think Bridget Jones's baby. 
Chris Jones' baby. She doesn't know if it's um, – I watched a trailer for this the other day. She doesn't know if it's uh, Colin Firth or um, Dylan McDermott's. She's still sleeping with, like, eight guys? Yeah, and then the, her mom goes, did you have a threesome? Yeah, that, that was the end of the trailer. I'm like, I gotta know. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> I haven't seen the threesome with those three people at all. I haven't all. seen the previous ones. So Hugh Grant's not making a return. He doesn't look like he's back. Oh. I can do a couple other. Oh, we can we can just fast forward through the rest of the year real quick just because I don't want to let this train stop. <laughs> but uh, uh, Underworld Blood Wars coming in October. I'm no. not going to say Also that. in October, Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh, I, I got to watch somebody. I'm gonna, I want to watch that. <laughs> I need to watch some Medea. Yeah, I want to watch some Medea. Yeah. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Yes. In October. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ouija 2. Um, I saw Ouija 1 and it's not good, but Ouija 2 has someone attached to direct it, and I liked their other movie. So. Uh, Mike Flanagan? Mike Flanagan did Director of- Oculus, I believe. I heard Oculus uh, is pretty good. But Oculus I never saw. is pretty good. Hush, Oculus, Absentia. Absentia is really good. That was like his first. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. He said Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, the Trolls movie. Like the like the toy? dolls. Yeah. DreamWorks Trolls. Kind of. I don't know. It huh. does, it, they kind of look like they're based off the doll. I is mean, it the candy? Isn't there yeah. some candy? Yeah. That's that's the it's those guys. Yeah. yeah. So Justin Timberlake's in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> Nick's not going. <laughs> he doesn't like Justin Timberlake. Um, Bad Santa 2 in November. I will see that. Moana also coming November. That's like the Wednesday oh, before the Thanksgiving. Rock one, right? Yeah. The Rock uh, Disney animated picture. They've been on a roll, so yep. I'll go to that one. Rock uh, and roll. La La Land, the Damien Chazelle joint, his follow up to Whiplash. Uh, seems weird. I don't know. Uh, Rogue One in December. Assassin's Creed, also in December. Another candidate for the Midwest, <laughs> Midwest Film Nerds Game Race crossover. It, it's so funny because it's... Every time a new like video game adaptation comes out, everybody's, this could be the one to turn it around, guys. And it seems like it just never quite never quite happens. Yeah, I think the, the, the movie that we would be... That gamers were most happy about was probably Wrecker Ralph. Yeah, and in terms of actual adaptations of games, Silent Hill had a pretty I was big following. Say, Silent Hill, Silent Hill's really like, good. Like, I mean, yeah, they change yeah. a few key things, but it captures the look of those games. And then they came out with Silent Hill Revelation or Redemption or whatever. 3D, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was terrible. <laughs> the guy who All plays right. Jon Snow is in it, he's awful. Yeah. Like, he can't. Speaking of Pompeii. He's in there too. Have you guys seen Pompeii? No, no we talked always, about that. You tell me the ending. Every once yeah. in a while, you t- I make you tell me the ending. Like, describe the ending. Today. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, I've kept you guys long enough. <laughs> Sorry for how long episodes have been as of late. I would like to try and cut them back down we'll, a little we'll bit. We'll be back to normal. But we had a lot to cover today. We had a lot to cover during Daredevil. It's understandable. I think our fans aren't angry for a little extra time with yeah. us, right? If you, you know what, let us know. Sorry what for you coughing. Think. Let us know what you think about the length of the episode. Uh, it's not not that I want to be recording for two hours uh, uh, every week. I think recording for an hour was pretty good most of the time. But we're always open for more. You can write in to feedback at midwestfilmers dot com to let us know what you think of that. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 173-plus bonus episodes with full show notes. So go there if you want to skip over Spoiler Terry or something like that. Um, 
Keep your eyes peeled for the Summer Movie Wager blog post with more details on how to enter. I'll be harping on that for the next month or so. And um, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Shop there. Have part of the money you spend come to us so we can make our show network even better. And the MidwestGameNerds.com has a support store where you can buy Midwest Film Nerds and Game Nerds apparel. And, uh, and also donate to the show if you do not want to buy any stuff or you live internationally. Next week, The Jungle Book. But until then, Kyle X.Y., go watch a movie.